You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. I'm recording right now. What was that? You know you did. You, you somehow did life wrong. If clowns are leaving voicemails on your phone. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 248. And it's Tuesday, August 28th, 2018. Man, you were fishing a while for that one. Oh, my stupid fingerprint reader. (laughs) Like, it was got in the way. It didn't read, and then it, like, fogged over, so it didn't show me the date. Today's topic is preparing for a live podcast. <clears throat> On Friday, we met together and we did a lot of planning, spent the evening together going over the outline of topics that are going to be discussed, mm-hmm. the things we're going to be giving away. Oh. And maybe I, some. Oh, oh, some paraphernalia. Okay. Not to be confused, or, and what that means is uh, possibly some apparel. Ooh. Possibly some accessories. Oh, my. To go along with it. Accessories. Anyway. Apparel accessories. Layton, I'm pretty sure people are wondering what you meant at the beginning when you talked about clowns calling you. Uh, Actually, they weren't calling me. Who? What happened? Tell the story. I will tell a story about, uh, well, should have been three guys, but it was actually just two guys because the third guy had to go down to Haiti. I'm talking about Jeff. Jeff wasn't here, when was it? Was it two weeks ago? Yes. Uh, two weeks ago. And three weeks ago. And three weeks ago? Oh, Jeff he, yeah, missed, he skipped Jeff twice. Jeff two yep. weeks. You are more unfaithful than what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, have, uh, you could have waited an extra day, and I probably still wouldn't have come because I would have been too busy. Thank you for that offer. Anyway, uh, but while, while Jeff was gone, uh, we started reaching out uh, to, to people – and uh, making plans, uh, we first reached out to a a, a bouncy castle a rental mm-hmm. b- business. Which, in case people were wondering or needed some clarification, yes, it would fit in Main Street. However, <laughs> we won't be having a bouncy house there. Yeah. Uh, even though it would fit, we decided it would infringe too much on the seating area. Yeah. Uh, and so <clears throat> we want to make sure that you can see very well. Uh, plus, I think there's noise with those things. There's doesn't oh, the, there isn't there a, a motor blower with the with the fan constantly yes. making sure that it stays inflated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't have that. Yeah, uh, too much. We have enough static on this podcast as it is. Enough air just being blown around. Uh, we need to limit that. Anyways, after we uh, reached out to the bouncy castle business, we then decided we thought maybe we could get a clown or a magician or something. No, no, no. It was specifically a clown that we wanted to get, but uh, the organization that we found is is a combination of clowns and magicians. Ruben tried to call them. On the podcast. On the podcast. They didn't pick up, uh, but a clown did leave a voicemail on Ooh. Ruben's phone. Um, and so, and, and it was when I realized, like, it's kind of creepy and weird when a clown is leaving a voicemail on your phone that I, I realized, you know, there's there's a principle here. There's mm-hmm. a truth to be learned. And that is, 
You know you did something wrong when a clown is leaving a voicemail on your phone. Hmm. Yeah. And and Ruben is he's finding that out the hard way. I'm sorry, Ruben. It wasn't pleasant. Um but so was it threatening at all? It was more chilling than threatening. Mm. Oh my. Did you break out in a cold sweat? Uh well, I was around a crew of people, so no. Good. But you know how there's different kinds of fear. There's fear uh, dread is a kind of fear, and and dread is kind of the fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. and that that was a little bit what it was like. Anyway, we need to talk about this coffee. Yeah, that we need Jeff to talk made. about this coffee. What the world is this? Okay, so this is my attempt at making authentic Haitian coffee. It, you know what it tastes um, like? It tastes like Aunt Jemima <laughs> and Mister Bun got together and had a little. Yep. Child. Folgers coffee. It's coffee really, child. It's really close to Haitian coffee, but the coffee itself is not quite as strong as it should be. And with my current set of tools, I cannot brew coffee any stronger than this. It is unless I would just do straight espresso. What if you just do cowboy coffee? No, this was cowboy coffee. Oh, okay. It's very, very strong. <clears throat> very, very sweet. Yes. How much sugar is in a normal um, Six-ounce cup of coffee. Uh, of this kind of coffee? The coffee that you made. How much would you guess is in this mm. coffee? Like I'm drinking a little six-ounce coffee cup. I, w- I would say a good probably two tablespoons, maybe three. So Like a lot. Per cup, that's maybe, what, 70 grams of sugar? Yeah. Sure. This is stab in the dark. That's roughly half of the amount of sugar in a can of Mountain Dew. I wouldn't. No, I would, seventy grams of sugar is it? No, that's about. No, right. that's there's one tablespoon has twelve point six grams. What? I, I would say there's probably fifty or sixty grams of sugar. I don't know. Oh, really? I was just shooting. On, according dark. to Google, I made. Here's what I did. I made a quart of coffee, and I put um somewhere around three quarter cup of sugar in there. Oh wow. That's a ton of sugar. It's a lot of sugar. I think there's more than just two tablespoons in here then. It probably. probably. Uh, it's by, a lot By of the sugar. way, for your information, because this is a, we take learning very seriously on the French Press Podcast, one tablespoon of sugar, not only does it make the medicine go down, it's also 48 calories. Hmm. Wow. Anyway, let's move on. We have a little bit of feedback. Uh, actually, it's a correction. Last week, Jeff told what I think was probably... A story that I enjoyed way more than I should have. I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> Go back and listen to it if you didn't listen to it. Um, that's episode uh, 247, I think. Well, what's what's today's episode? 248. I so just... then it's probably 247, I think. <laughs> the title is <laughs> Haiti, Leighton, and Jeff Save Lives. Anyway, <laughs> great story. But there's a slight correction to that, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... On the wire, it came in from Ken Miller that the 93-year-old Tobias Coons is only 76 years old. He's only 76? So, But he looks 93. <laughs> <laughs> you were, what's funny is you were talking about how spry he looks for a 93-year-old man. <laughs> You're about 17 years off. Okay. So I'm not sure. Is he just a normal 76-year-old then? 
He's or, a he's a worn out seventy six year old, <laughs> I would say. What turned into <clears throat> what was once good news is now like almost oh. sad news. <laughs> like, wow, he is spry for ninety three. Oh, he's already seventy six. He's only seventy six. Ah. Oh. Well, I actually heard a little bit more of the story, even uh, the parts that I wasn't involved in. Even more? Even more. Um, apparently, he didn't walk all the way from where he left his bike to Paul's Welling. But actually, like, somebody found him wandering around and, like, picked him up and took him to Paul's Welding because they knew that somebody at Paul's would help him. So, like, he didn't even walk all that way. Well, that's nice. That So it wasn't Tobias that had faith in Paul's welding. It was a stranger it's kind of like <laughs> that the, had faith in Paul's welding. The Good yep. Samaritan. We don't know the Good Samaritan, but Paul's welding is a good inn mm-hmm. that takes care of people. And, and when he got to the shop, right. he was, like, yeah. Frantic. Other people described him as really disoriented. Like, and so, like, Dementia. obviously he had some kind of a complete memory blackout or something. I don't know. But, like, super, super disoriented. Hmm. And maybe it was from being abducted along the side of the road and dragged to pulse welding. I would love to know. Yeah. I mean, That's I, what happened to me, and I've been working there ever was since. He, was, he, <laughs> was he forced into this vehicle that brought him to pulse welding? I probably learned. He probably knew the people that were in the vehicle. <laughs> You think so? I would imagine he knows a lot of people, or a lot of people, rather, a lot of people know him. I don't. Know I don't him. know him. Two out of three people on the podcast. And Jeff, I but look if, closer but, to but him you're than you do. Amish I think. Either. Neither are you. No, but Neither my grandma was. Are the majority? My of dad people. was. My mom Jeff. was. Anyway, my dad. Your was. dad would know him. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on. Of course, of course, we want to talk about the fr- the live podcast, which is coming up. However. Some other things happened over the weekend as well. What? That must be discussed. This weekend, our church, Sandy Ridge, had a church camp out. Mm-hmm. And Jeff and I both attend Sandy Ridge, so we were both there. And as is the norm on Saturday afternoon or around noon, there's a softball game that is played. And usually there's so many people. I thought it was a cornhole tournament. That's later. That's oh. usually on and Sunday. And that has become less normal. Oh, mm-hmm. so it's not as planned It's not on. as traditional. Oh, boy. Anyway, usually there's so many people that are playing that it's not just one game. It's often two games. And I think it has, Going out already, once. has already been three games. I think they would usually do three games. Where there would be six teams playing. No, well, okay. Because of the I don't abundance. remember there being six teams, but I remember there being four teams. And we played each, like a set of teams played, a set of teams winners, played, and then the winners played. And the losers Anyway, so it's a big it's a big ordeal. Yeah. Uh, I don't play every year, and I didn't play this year. But, Jeff, I was wondering, have you played in years past? Um, I didn't play last year, but I think I played the year before. Okay. Did you play this year? Yeah, I yeah, did. I'm telling the story. Oh. Yeah, Jeff did. I'm, I'm asking questions well, about the story. Well, you're asking it to Jeff. Oh. Direct your questions at me. <laughs> did, Ruben, did Jeff play in the softball game this year? Jeff did play in the softball game this year. Because, That's interesting. Because his girlfriend, uh, Louisa, was at church camp out ah. having a good time, and she loves softball. Does she? She does. And because of this, her love of softball and her desire to play motivated Jeff to agree to play as well. 
Jeff, because this is true. Did, well, did he play the the year before? He did not play the year before, but he okay. did play the year before that. I see. So he has played in the past, but it's sporadic. But it's not consistent. Gotcha. Now Jeff is a lot of things. He's uh, intelligent. <laughs> he is um, very savvy when it comes to technical things and musical things. And he knows a lot of things about such things. However, one thing he does not know that much about and is not that gifted at is uh, is sports in general. Of course, there's many different games and sports, and Jeff is better at some things, not so good at others. However, right. uh, I wasn't expecting Jeff... I wasn't expecting Jeff to be a great softball player, um, but I was a little surprised. Why? What happened? Well, Jeff went up to bat. Uh, I guess I should say this first. We were sitting in the bleachers watching... Oh, a couple of us, uh, my wife and some friends, uh, Kyle, who has been on the podcast and will be at the live podcast, was there. And we were watching, and we noticed uh, Jeff's team, and Jeff and Louisa were on the same team. Jeff's team was uh, was uh, fielding, and we noticed that uh, Louisa was the catcher. And uh, my wife, Carmen, mentioned that, oh, why do they make the girl be the catcher? And I said, well... Really, that's a pretty important spot it is. to be put in. It is. Not only are they, do they need to catch the ball every time the uh, the pitcher pitches it, they also are at home plate. So, and it's difficult to catch and tag a player that is coming into home plate because they're you the runners are usually so excited about scoring a run, and usually the people. The fielders, the outfielders that are throwing it in are so excited, trying to make a play, trying to throw it home. They're usually not very accurate. So it's pretty tough to be the catcher. And that's where Louisa was. And I pointed this out to Carmen. I said, that's actually a pretty important role. Usually where they put the the girls is at right field. And I pointed to right field and I couldn't see who was at right field because there was a telephone pole right there. But as I as I moved around in the bleachers, I, uh, I was, <laughs> I smiled because I saw Jeff was at right field. Oh my. <laughs> Jeff, I laughed so hard when I saw that. <laughs> and I think, you I mean, you don't claim to be a great sports no. player. So it's not like, I don't think you're offended at me poking fun at you. Due to my, uh, lack of, uh, pretty much any amount of experience playing softball, that yeah, I'm not super good at softball. Um, but you you impressed me, Jeff, because when it was your turn to go up to bat, I went over there and recorded it, and it's on our French Press Instagram account. You can go watch it; it's a highlight because it it was a good hit. You didn't see the times previously when uh, I don't know if you swung and missed, but there was maybe a bad pitch that you didn't swing at. I think you did swing and miss once. Yeah, I fouled one too. I think. Or, or fouled one. I fouled one. So I, I missed those, but as I walked up to record Jeff, again, like, I was, Jeff, I was expecting to, like, be poking fun and making fun of you, but you hit that ball so hard, and it flew so far. It was a good hit. Did you, a did really you burn good hit. some people? It was, well, yeah, because he, because it nicked his glove, and he he dropped it. And it, he was, made, it was way out in outfield. Wow. Way out in center field. Center. Not bad. It was a good hit. I was really impressed. It's it, like I said. It's on. Who the, missed it? Who tried to catch it? I think it was Ashton. 
Oh, he's very uncoordinated. Who's Ashton? Ashton um, is, is uh, Kyle's... Kyle's wife's younger brother. So Kyle's brother-in-law. One thing that... This is a little sidebar. One thing that I've told Jeff and Layton is that... I love sidebars. Is that people don't know who we're talking about all the time. So we need to clarify by saying how they are relevant, relevant to the, the, story. the listeners or the story. Gotcha. So I think a better description would be... Live podcast guest Kyle's wife Amanda's brother. I think that clears That's things up. That's the official up. title that, for Ashton. Ashton. That clears things up wife so well. Amanda's brother. Maybe we should put together a French press podcast character book. And it's hmm. basically like a yearbook, except it's not necessarily like years. It's just people that have been mentioned. And it'd be really cool if we could, like, in their in each character's bio, uh, which episodes of the French press oh they have been mentioned my. in. That would be cool. I'm pretty we sure need special software. I'm pretty sure that this book <laughs> would be blank because nobody would actually take the initiative to finish it. That's, That's true for sure. <laughs> but I think it would still be kind of interesting. It would be very interesting. Great idea. Um, How would we not, get a picture of Toby Coons? Oh, I'm sure I could sneak one of him sometime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, wait, wait, wait. What's Toby Coon's official title? <laughs> like um, you said, that disoriented, <laughs> disoriented PWI Not customer for a seventy-six-year-old Amish man, <laughs> Toby Coons. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, back to this weekend. Yep. Back to softball. Well, before before we move on, okay. There's something else about the Toby Coon story that I think should be shared. <laughs> okay. One more right. thing. All so. Right. Oh, yeah. This is good. Yeah. So this, this was on a Friday. Good. And um, it so you happened. the Toby Coons. The Toby Coons episode happened this past Friday. That's when Toby Coons was wandering around. It was no, two, two, no, it was two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago, Friday. Yeah. Anyways, that same day, Louisa came to visit me at work. Who's Louisa? My girlfriend. Louisa. Oh, okay. oh, thank you. And so I was giving her a shop tour, a tour of the facilities at PWI. And what do you know, uh, Sandy Ridge member Kyle Hosteller. <laughs> and former, his, former youth group president, Sandy Ridge Youth Group. Yeah. And his uh, new girlfriend came to visit. And Darren gave them Darren a, a who? shop. Darren who? Darren. Coworker Darren. Okay. No, them, boss Darren. Okay, boss Darren. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Gave them a shop tour. <laughs> and so um so there's like all there's these two couples that were taking shop tours like and everybody was like giving them lots of attention and uh single secretary Fonda <laughs> single secretary Fonda somebody commented something to her about um uh, you know, where's your boyfriend or something and she said Oh well, if you see a guy wandering around somewhere, just send him to my office because he probably doesn't know where it is. <laughs> and later in the day, here comes Toby Coons. Here comes disoriented, disoriented Toby, Toby Coons. Coons. Not spry for a seventy-six-year-old man, <laughs> Toby Coons. It was pretty funny. Fonda has been the source of many great single-thought yes. photos, and I usually I think I've always tagged her in those. But if you ever got a chuckle out of some of those, that's thanks to her. She does a great job. At being single. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I about forget anyways, where we were at. Kay, I know it was about softball. Something about the softball game. You were continuing the story. 
Um, oh yeah. Okay. So Jeff had a great hit, and uh, burned Ashton. Uh, burned Ashton. Kyle's brother-in-law Ashton. Yes, made it to first base, and then maybe an inning later, two innings later, Jeff's up to bat again, mm. and then he goes and again has a phenomenal hit. Just cracks the ball. It's sailing in the air, and. There was a decent amount of hang time to that one. Actually, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit. On his first hit, uh huh, uh, Jeff made it all the way around the bases, made it to third base. He only has one more, one more base to get to home home plate. Right, he'll score a run, the first run of his life. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> and the first run in 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 this decade. Yeah, yeah. Someone is at bat and hits a a, a fly ball. It flies in the air and. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Jeff, but I think you like, you took off running to home plate because it was a good looked like a good hit, and you were almost home, and then it was caught. Yeah, I was probably ten or feet maybe, away from the base, and, and then and then someone told you, oh, you got you got to go back. Jeff. Yeah, so, so I tagged up. Yeah, just goes 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 back, and then there's a uh, and maybe this was then, maybe that was the second out. Um, I think that was, and then so there's two outs, three three outs. It's the change of the innings. And whoever or someone comes up to bat, are the bases loaded? The bases, I don't recall. I don't, Jeff I don't, just on I third. did. I did score that round. I don't think the bases are loaded. I did score the next the next at bat. Then not this one though. I okay. I, yeah, I I scored one. I think just one run throughout the game. I thought, from my perspective, the the person that hit it after it's two outs, person goes and hits it, and again it's a fly ball or it's a high ball. And Jeff is waiting for it to be caught, but on two outs, you should be you should be running. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's not or not. Uh-huh. So, but Brad did come and he was coach. Uh, Elkhart Church member Brad. Yes. <laughs> Cornerstone Ministries. Are you, are you talking about the time when I could have run but I didn't? Yeah. Okay. That was that was actually there was just one out and the person caught it, and like I was waiting for it to be caught. That's and then I didn't think about it that oh yeah I could run now after it's caught and I was just right. like okay he's out that was it that's right it was my it mind was, was not clicking it in was that direction far off in outfield gotcha far enough that Jeff could have ran home before the person could have thrown the ball and home he didn't to yeah, Jeff. and I didn't so you just so I just stood there but threw, it gets better it gets uh, better all right so the next time Jeff's up to bat he has another did you score that time then yeah I did okay the, next, the first time the next yeah and okay. now now he's up again. An inning later, he cracks it, has a great hit, and it's a far hit, and it's going back, and Jeff is running as fast as he can, and he gets to the bait, uh, to the to first plate, but then it's caught, and he's out. But Jeff then very excitedly turns to us on the bleachers and is like, well, I made it, I made it to base before I caught it. Am I safe? <laughs> I I honestly thought that was a rule. I mean, are, are you serious, Jeff? Yeah. Oh no. We were. We heard him start. I thought that, like, it w- yeah. Anyways, uh, it was like I c- I knew what was, what was going to come out of your mouth before you said it. Mm-hmm. We all did, and we were all trying to tell you, no, Jeff, quiet. You had a good hit. Don't say anything. Shh. Don't say anything. Oh my. Uh, this just goes to show how so little funny. softball I have played in my entire life. You know, Jeff. After you played that well, and you did play well, there were rumors going around that you played in a little league. I did. Wow. Wait, what? And I was terrible. <laughs> it was fast pitch baseball, Whoa. which is a completely different world. 
And the what only league, uh, it was over in Bremen. And I just played during, I didn't even play playoffs. I just like played during the season or whatever. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And the only base that I actually got was when I got walked because I was hit. Someone hit you. Somebody hit me. On purpose. Well, I'm, like, pretty, oh, sure. Man, I'm this, pretty sure it wasn't. This guy looks like a, a slugger. <laughs> just walk him. Uh, Where'd you get hit at? Like in the chest? On the arm. Oh, okay. Just that's, on the arm. That's a good place to get hit. Yeah. Um, I want to see pictures of you in your little your little uniform. I doubt there's pictures. Oh, of yeah. That. It's the internet. Internet age. There must be pictures. Well, you could try to find some. No, because I wasn't even in the playoffs, so there wouldn't have been any news covering that team. Oh, what if you would have made like a little newspaper clipping? Anyway, I know we're, we're... This was back when I was... I think I was like 13 when I did that. We are... We're spotting you, Jeff, but... Uh, I wa- okay. Honestly, though, I was impressed. I thought you played pretty well. You don't understand the game completely, <laughs> um, but you played pretty well. You don't need to know the rules when you're as good as Jeff. all right let's move on and Layton you didn't ever give us an update how things are going with with a uh, kryptonite you took him to puppy obedience school a few times now yep has he been behaving better he loves puppy preschool um he loves it you can like see what would be his tail the little nub you can see it trying to wag kind of like twitching back and forth uh-huh. uh, throughout the evening when he's there. Uh, but this last time he got so excited that he just walked over and just started peeing while the instructor <laughs> was talking. <laughs> uh, it's just like, oh, help. We got to, oh. Also, one bad thing, though, is that we were running late going over there. Uh, and... Oh, how was it? We, we were headed. We were on 19, headed north out of Wakarusa, and there was this big truck, and all of a sudden he just starts braking because he has to make a right-hand turn. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really see him up until, like, I was getting pretty close, and so I had to really, like, hit the brakes kind of hard. And Crip is in the back seat, and he goes flying forward, and I'm pretty sure that was why he has a large lump on his back. <laughs> like... Because we did, he didn't have it, like before we loaded him in the car. <laughs> Don't you have your doggy car seat? Uh, you should get his crate. Those. You mean? <laughs> yeah, it was open. He could have totally sat in there. I don't. <laughs> but we feel like our puppy should have a, a a choice in where he sits in the back seat. You know, he's. I mean, he's not an adult, but I mean, he has thirteen weeks. I mean, come on. <laughs> um. Anyway, so. Like, yeah, when we loaded him in the car, I'm sure that we would have felt it, like, if the lump would have been there before. But when we got to puppy preschool then, while we were listening to the instructor, we were just kind of stroking his back, and then all of a sudden I feel this, like, knot in his back. And I'm pretty sure it's from him flying forward and hitting the center console <laughs> with his side. It's like, oh, oh boy. Oh, dear. Animal activists are going to... But really, it's like we were on our way to puppy preschool. So that means, like, I mean, come on. That gives you, like, at least one. Yes. One bad lump voucher. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, but, yeah, it's going well. Uh, ish. There's some days where he's pretty bad. We found out about what's called the Zoom Zooms. Uh, and the Zoom Zooms 
is what the instructor uses. It's the term that the instructor uses to uh, refer to those times when all of a sudden your dog just gets excited. Like, like if they consistently, if you notice that they consistently get excited at like five o'clock in the evening from about 6.30, they're just like zooming around the house, like just running around and like chewing on everything and just like getting really active. Then he recommends, if you notice a zoom zoom pattern in your dog, he recommends that you nip it in the bud. Like even before that time hits, you start playing games with them. You play like a little bit of tug of war with them for like 10, 15 minutes and then take them for a walk. And then you can nix that whole like episode of like just going crazy in the house. Hmm. It's cool. And it totally works. My wife tried it this morning. She said it, it's amazing. It mm. totally – you have to be smarter than your dog. The Zoom Zooms. This reminds me of the time that we babysat a dog. Mm. And the, immediately when it was loosed in the house, mm. it took off at full speed across the kitchen floor, leaving a trail of urine <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, like, I don't know how a dog can pee, pee while running, full ha- tilt. Have you tried it, Jeff? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Okay. Nor do I Don't ever knock want it to. you try yeah. it. <laughs> the zoom zooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, how was I gonna say? I think that's it. All right. Yep. But yeah, Crip, Crip's going. It's going pretty well. Oh my goodness, though, Ruben, we have a certain section of our yard that he poops in. He like cons- like there is a section mm-hmm. that he poops in, and it's like. I've always used the philosophy, the philosophy that like, okay, if I'm stepping in this area, I just really need to watch where I step. Yeah. And that's why I justify leaving them there. Mm-hmm. Not a good idea when it's time to mow. <laughs> Not at all. I haven't mowed that area, but Carmen, wife Carmen has mowed it. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's just, it gets caked in the tire uh, and then you're like uh. just rolling. But, but here's a piece of advice. If you do leave it, if you leave your puppy's dog piles in a certain section of the yard, mow that section first, get it out of the way, and then actually, okay, okay, what you want to do is, especially if you bag your grass, what you want to do is mow like a clean section just a little bit to get maybe like a quarter bag full. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then you like get the really hardcore heavy poop stuff and like get that section out of the way and then mow another clean section of your yard and that way you sandwich the <laughs> the, the really contaminated clippings yeah you I, just need to teach your dog to poop in a hole well here here <laughs> i've thought about making a section of the yard uh, <sighs> turning into like a either a sandbox filling it with with pea gravel or sand and then either just covering the poop like or or digging a little hole right beside it and whatever moving it in or just leaving it maybe depends how much it is but I'm I've been surprised how big of an area our dog Leroy uses up yep um we use the area that is between the sidewalk and the road obviously we live in town and about uh to the edge of our property and then to a sign which is about probably 20 feet 15 20 feet long and about 6 feet wide yep and I figured that would be way Plenty. more than he would ever ever need. 
and he uses every every ounce of it. Yep. But I think if we if I just do maybe like a, a six by six square area with sand, I think I'd be able to just bury the poop and then just reuse that same area. This works great until in five years you have kids that are playing in the sandbox and they uncover treasures. Oh, they can uncover all they want. Well, see, the thing is, even if you don't have that designated sandbox, your kids will still get into the poop no matter where it is in the yard. They will find a way to take that poop and smear it on themselves and be sure to run into the house and just roll around, like, <laughs> over all the furniture and stuff. I'm sure of it. Ugh. All right. Oh. One thing I can definitely say is it, it has been good for for us to go through puppy obedience school. Okay. It's been a positive. It's helped us with Leroy. And I think you're saying the same thing. Yeah. I, I really I think it's totally worth it. Last week, I thought I was going to talk about Ikea a little bit. So I just want to give just a brief little thing. Uh, it is a cool store. Are, are they sponsoring our live episode? Um, they're not. But we're going to get to some sponsors in a little little bit and some giveaways. Ooh. There's there's many and there's and they're great. Ruben, I love free stuff. But anyway, Ikea, there's a place down in Indy. There's a handful throughout the country. And it is a very different shopping experience. If, you, if you've never been there, I would encourage you to give it a try. The most annoying parts are standing in line when you're ready to check out. That it took a while when we went. We went on Saturday, and so there, there was more people there, I'm sure. And that took longer than I enjoyed. My time standing in line, uh, like the time I enjoy it, it was, it was too much. I did not enjoy it anymore. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. You're saying you enjoy standing in line at all? Well, if it's only for a few moments, maybe 15 seconds before I start moving forward. Oh. But, but not 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Not 15 minutes. Which it was at least 15 minutes. Wow. I do have a little, I do have a pro tip for anyone out there trying to shop Ikea. You can go directly to the warehouse, which is where you actually pick out the stuff you want. Most of the store is just displays. You see it, the items, the chairs, the tables set up. And then you write down what its number is. And then you go to their warehouse. It's on the same building, but a different area of the store. And then you actually, uh, you can find your item and put it on your cart. You get a cart, put it in your cart. The pro tip is that you can actually go straight to the warehouse. And then you can look up, you can do your shopping on a little kiosk. Mm-hmm. And you can find out exactly where it's at, what you want, and then you can just skip going through the displays. But it is nice going through the displays, at least it was for us the first time, to kind of see how different things are set up. And it it definitely gives a lot of ideas. I'm very, very minimal. I mean, I could, I would be fine with a house with very basic folding chairs. and uh, No, you wouldn't. That's pretty much how I lived. No, no, you had a recliner. Well... You have to have something more comfortable. Yes, than a, I'm talking about the chair. kitchen, though. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's, uh, yes, the carts are great. The carts, the they wheels. Have carts. Well, you do take a little cart with you. They do have small oh, items I you grab on the way. I thought you were saying that, like, you bought a cart. No. Like, for around the house. Well, like, actually, we did kind of. We bought a table. With wheels? With wheels on it. Cool. That goes in our kitchen so we can move around because our kitchen is so small. So you, we can do, Carmen can do some food prep and uh, set clean dishes on it, you know, after washing. 
kind of use it as an extra little counter like space. A, a portable counter. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Uh, but anyway, the carts, their shopping cart, it has uh, the wheels swivel on, all, all four wheels swivel. Cool. So mm -hmm. you can you can just spin it around if you want to, which I did a few times. That's kind of cool. They have a restaurant in there where it's cheap. The food is inexpensive, and honestly, it was really good. Hmm. They had anything from... How was their coffee? Salmon. I didn't have their coffee. We had their coffee. We had their coffee. We did have their coffee. Uh, and their Swedish meatballs are kind of what they're known for, and they're really good. Really? Mm hmm Ooh. All right, so that that's the kiosk or the uh, IKEA plug. Cool. Cool. All right. Mm. Things we talked about yep. for the live podcast. Of yep. course, we've got Kyle, who's going to share his honeymoon story, and it's such a good story, it made the news. We've got giveaways from the Dutch Kettle. They're giving away several gift baskets yep. filled with multiple flavors of either jams or salsas. Or barbecue sauces, or barbecue I'm not sauce. sure. Uh, an assortment. We've got Something. the 2019 Ultimate Weekly Planner <gasps> is giving mm. away a couple items. I am so excited. And everyone who shows up will be getting a pin. That's what kind of pin? Uh, a pin that – go ahead, Jeff. You can say. It's, uh, it's just an exclusive French press-themed pin. French fest. French fest-themed French pin. fest, Jeff. And get it right. You cannot get some. Ugh. You cannot get one after the event. So after the event, we will have leftovers, and we're going to throw them all away. So the we're going to burn them so to the, make sure that no one gets an extra one that wasn't attending. No. That's right. We have plenty, so even if you bring your baby, we'll probably give one to your baby. We won't stick it on the baby because we can't be held liable no. for injuries. We'll let you do that. <sighs> yeah, it's just yeah. our lawyer said it was just too much. So if you want to get some pins, you can come to the French Fest. It's on September 11th, 7 p.m., Main Street Coffee House. And by the way, if you haven't been to Main Street Coffee House since they've been since they've reopened, this is a great opportunity to go. Oh, yeah. It's an awesome place. It is. And once you go there, you'll be like, man, I need to go to this place more often. And while you're there, you can use their Wi-Fi and smash that Amazon link. That's right. All right. That's another thing we did. We did um, – we got our first big check from Amazon. Mm. Yay. So thank you for everyone who's been smashing that Amazon link. Keep smashing. We need a table in here. Yes. We're using a plastic table. That's literally like – That comes out of my just house. Just about ready to break. No, I'm kidding. It's so horrible. No, we got – we received $500 from Amazon because of your Amazon link smashing. And so we're going to use it for a new table – and a few other things that we need around the studio mm -hmm. to help improve this podcast production and drive it to new heights never seen before. Anyway, that's, right. that's all we've got. Live podcast is happening in two weeks, Tuesday night. Two weeks. Be sure to RSVP on the French Press Podcast Facebook page. And you can obviously come if you don't RSVP. We're just kind of curious to get a number. Anyway, I think that's everything from the live podcast is there anything that I missed? And is there anything else you guys want to share aside from the live podcast? Um, there may or may not be an elusive edibles ooh, on the podcast. Ooh, it depends on whether on I can live. find something um, that is uh, affordable enough and uh, clean enough 
to serve to everybody. So if you have any suggestions. I have a suggestion. For something unique. I have something unique. Okay. What if you just got a massive, massive, like, roaster or a big vat filled with Ikea's Swedish meatballs? Ooh. And then each person gets one. That'd that's be kind of cool. cool Sounds a little extravagant. It extravagant. is. It is. We but have, that's what we're about though, at we French have Fest. a staff, but it's solely made up of volunteers. And so keeping that in mind, we don't want to put too much of a weight or responsibility on I them. Agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Especially because they're family members and they may ask us in the future to return a favor. Right. And we wouldn't want that. No. Uh, so let's just nip it in the bud. There will not be... Uh, no, Ikea's the... <laughs> s- s- Swedish meatballs. Uh, but there, there might still be an illusion. There might be. Oh, it, it, it's, yeah, all, it's all dependent <laughs> upon whether I find the time, motivation, and find the um, something that actually works well. Okay. An elusive edible may or may not be there, but it will not be a Swedish meatball from Ikea. Uh, a new t-shirt may or may not be there. Um, right. But either way, you can wear your old French press shirt there. Yeah. And uh, we'll 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 give you a high five if you wear your old French press shirt. Uh, we'll 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 do the first uh, twenty five people that show up with the French press for the fr- with a with the old French press T shirt. We'll give you high fives, but after that, uh, our hands are worn out. No mas. No. Layton, what's the point? Uh, we have a couple points uh, at the end of this episode. Point number one is even though he isn't Amish, Jeff knows Toby Coons. Uh, point number two. Uh, Jeff plays softball better than he knows the rules. That's impressive. Point number three. Uh, Ikea Swedish meatballs are apparently better than its coffee. Uh, point number four. Be sure to RSVP for uh, French Fest 2018. And then point number five is come to French Fest 2018 and get your exclusive button. <sighs> it's a proper that word. That we will not put on your baby. Button or pin? It's a button. A button. I, I'm pretty pin. sure it's button. All right. And Layton, what is the word of the week? Uh, word of the week is uh, disoriented. <laughs>